Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixer Sense Podcast. I'm Lucas, I got Chris, and of course Uri here as well. We're very excited to come back. We couldn't record on Sunday, I wasn't feeling well, Chris had stuff going on. But tonight we are here talking Sixers basketball again, guys. Are we ready? Absolutely. I think I'm ready. What about you guys? I'm as ready as Spongebob. I know nothing of that. All right, let's just get right into it. It's been a while since we've seen you guys. And since that time period, the Sixers were able to get a quality win, even though some players on the opposite team were a little banged up. But let's get right to it. The Sixers hosted the Phoenix Suns at the Wells Fargo Center the other night. They won the game 100-88. to I'll give you some uh, team stats that you guys can latch on to. So although the Phoenix Suns shot a better percentage, 43% on 73 shots. The Sixers made more three-pointers thanks to uh, Bang Bang Niang. That's his nickname now. Uh, he made I like that. seven or eight three-pointers, but they shot 12. He 30. made seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, free throw percentage, they were pretty much neck and neck. The Sixers controlled the boards. They had 48 rebounds compared to Phoenix, where they had 37. The Sixers had the edge on the assists, 22 to 19. As far as uh, largest lead, the Sixers, they went up as much as 19 points in that game. And Phoenix had a nice three-point lead for a very short period of time. So let's go to Lucas first. Let's talk about the starters. What did you take away from some of the starters, Lucas? Well, if we're looking at the front court here, Uriah, and that's where I'm going to focus on. Of course, you could argue this is Joel Embiid's best uh, regular season game this this year so far. He had 33 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. That's I think that's the key stat that we got to look at, that five assists, because he was the one really initiating things for Niang on the, during Niang's little hot streak there. But Joel was getting a lot of one-on-one coverages where he was able to take advantage either in the mid-range or get to the basket for some free throws. Not a great field goal percentage or three-point percentage overall, but the fact that he got to the foul line and got 16 foul shots is really encouraging for most fans. And then I guess the other guy that I really want to talk about is Tobias Harris. 21 points, 18 shot attempts, 3 of 7 from downtown, really good. 8 rebounds, 6 assists. This is the Tobias game I think we were all waiting for, especially now that James Harden is out. And we, they definitely needed it with uh, some other starters struggling. Uh, P.J. Tucker had another P.J. Tucker night. 4 points, 8 rebounds, 1 block, plus 11 in box, plus minus scores. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, all, all good points, Lucas. I agree with this maybe being Joel's best game so far. It's certainly pretty high on the list. Um, as far as the backcourt goes, it was maybe a less impressive evening. Obviously, Tyrese, 11 points on 18 shots, not his best night. Pretty far from it. And, you know, it, it's a credit to Joel that they were able to overcome that offensively and, and Tobias as well, as well as some other guys who we'll talk about. But Melton... You know, six points, seven shots, one of six from deep. Doesn't really stand out on the box score, but just another game where he did a lot of really good things on both sides of the ball, especially mm-hmm. on defense. Like, he's really hitting his stride, and we're going to see a lot more of him now with James out, and we'll talk more about him later in the pod. But Melton's been really finding his stride with Philly lately. He's a really special player who does does a lot of things that we haven't really 
had the privilege of watching on a Sixers team with Joel in the past. Like we haven't really had a role player of his caliber before who comes off the bench or can spot start. So it, it's been really nice. And he, he continues to be really impressive. He played great defense on Devin Booker throughout the night, and he deserves a ton of credit for his play recently. And Chris, I do, I, I, I do just want to add on real quick. Maxi saw the best defenders on Phoenix's roster the whole entire night. Tory Craig and Mikhail Bridges are both elite defenders, and he's going to see the you know best what? defenders every night. I, I, yeah, exactly. So this is this is a good wake up call for him moving forward. I'm going to see. I'm interested to see how he's going to respond moving forward. Yeah, I agree. It was Joel Embiid's best game. I think everything about him that night seemed on point, especially his shooting, his attitude. Uh, I don't know if it had anything to do with Harden not being there. But let's go over to the bench. Lucas, what did you take away from some of the role players coming off the bench? Well, I'll I'll look at the backcourt here. Um, Thibault and Shake Milton didn't really wow you in the box score. Uh, Milton had two points off two free throws. Uh, Thibel misses one three-pointer. Uh, why, wait, block, wait, a... why are you smiling over there, Chris? Hmm? You, should, you shouldn't be smiling that the, the bench not is not stepping up as much. I know what you're Now, hang, hang on. Now, Uriah, you actually should be smiling because I did some research today on the Sixers roster oh. as a total. And minutes? right now, Thibel is leading Paul Reed in minutes by a sizable margin. Oh, oh. So yeah. just keeping that in mind for the st- – and actually I can pull it up right here because I already had it up because I was working on an article. I was trying to brainstorm for an article, so I was looking that stuff up. If my page would ever load – no, I'm joking. But Look, Thibel – Thibault's shot really was off. I mean, he didn't shoot that much, but defensively, he made some pretty good plays. Has it been on yet? Is my I mean, yeah, he's always going to prove. Has he plugged it in? Like, is it plugged into the wall? Are we... um, anyways, yeah, good points, Lucas. Front court, obviously, you know, the standout was George Niang, 7 of 10 from 3, 21 points. You'll take that any night from just about any player. Um, he, he Talking about guys hitting their strides lately, George has been on a bit of a heater lately, and we know that he's really important to this team when he's hitting shots. So hopefully he can keep that up. And speaking of Paul Reed, he got the backup center minutes. Did pretty well. That's nice to see. I hope that continues because he is just so much better than Montrezl Harrell. <laughs> it's just... Really not close. so much better. He, he does a lot yeah. of good things on both sides of the ball. He's a pretty special defender already. That's the kind of guy you want to develop. And Absolutely. I hope Doc continues to roll with him because he has earned those minutes. Well, Doc said it was because of a switchable, um, because the Phoenix runs so many pick and rolls that you got to switch a lot. And uh, I'm just going to say, I'm pretty sure Atlanta does that too. So I'm pretty sure that that's probably going <laughs> to continue. I will say this as of now. So for those that are keeping tally of our, uh, of our bet, Uriah is betting Thibel gets more minutes. Chris is that betting Reed. Thibel has played 104 minutes so far this season. Reed has played 57. Wow. So that's keep a that pretty in. big gap right there, Chris. Better, uh, better hope your boy starts stepping up and look, 
It's not let's, Paul's let's, fault. Paul's playing better. He's just not getting on the floor. Well, he he did have some nice energy in that Phoenix game, but he made some some boneheaded plays. But well, yes, let, let's move forward. Never let's, does that. Let, let's move forward with this, and let's talk about the uh, the next matchup between the Suns and the Sixers, which I believe is in the next year, twenty twenty three. If you take a healthy roster for both teams, meaning you have James Harden playing in the next game against the Suns, and you have a healthy Chris Paul playing against the Sixers, who's who's the better team? Uh, who wins the next game? Obviously, it'll be in Phoenix. Let, let's go to Chris first. What do you think about this next matchup with a healthy Sixers and Suns matchup? Yeah, I, I mean, there's so much variance that goes into single regular season games. I, I think based on what we've seen so far this season and just cumulative, bleh, cumulatively over the past couple seasons, like Phoenix has to be the answer because they've just been a better team up to this point. And there's a pretty strong track record of them being really elite regular season teams who can go far into the playoffs. So Philly has the talent to be on their level and to maybe be above their level, but we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen James and Joel fully click yet. So they have a ways to go to get there. So right now I would say Phoenix is the better team. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but I mean, look, I'm as you said, healthy Phoenix. So that means Cam Johnson's back too, right? Um, I still like the Sixers. Um, look, we were able to still beat them pretty like they don't have an answer for Joel. Tyree, they're not going to be able to focus in on Tyrese like they did last game. Tobias Harris well, clearly has a matchup advantage. So I, 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 I give it to Sixers. I give it to the Sixers. We have to take like into account that Aiton got hurt, Cam was out, CP got hurt. Like They were down three core players. There's a road game. Uh, Aiden came back. And it's a single regular season game. Like It, it wasn't full strength Phoenix. Yeah, Chris I mean, Paul makes look, I'm just Paul makes a big difference for them. He makes a huge difference for them. And honestly, I I can't remember the last time the Sixers won against Phoenix. Can you guys? I, I cannot remember the last time. It's been quite a minute. Uh, yeah, I mean Phoenix was better last year. They were better the year before. Yeah. They have a better record up to this point. Like what has Philly done to show that they're the better team? Like where's the proof? What where's the evidence? Is, like I just don't know if we can That's say that. Point. Yet. That's a good point. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So James Harden, I know everyone else has talked about this topic before us because we didn't record on Sunday, but James Harden has a foot injury. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski, who tweeted this out on the 3rd of November, uh, 76ers star James Harden has suffered right foot tendon strain and is expected to miss a month. Wow. That is a bummer, not only for us as fans, but I'm, I'm sure for him and, and his teammates. So let's, let's 
look at three particular players in terms of what this absence will mean for their play. And we'll start with his backcourt mate, Tyrese Maxey. Chris, what will miss time for James Harden mean for Maxey? Uh, well, it's going to mean a lot more shots, a lot more time with the ball in his hands. He's basically going to be initiating the offense every time down the floor. Most times down the floor, obviously, Joel will share a, a pretty sizable playmaking burden. But Maxie's going to have the ball in his hands to start most possessions. And it also means the Sixers are going to play faster. They might play a little bit freer, quote-unquote. I, I don't – I think that kind of – I don't want to like throw shade at how they play with James because I think they're significantly. Better. James is a slow player, Chris. There's no denying that. Yeah, He's but I, I don't guy. think that's like, a bad thing with James. Is all I'm saying. It is not in the playoffs, but during the regular season, I think it could hurt a team depending on how you're built. Yeah, I, I think they're like way better with James Harden, but oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Mac Maxie's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. It's going to mean. Maybe a dip in efficiency. Like, again, he was 4 of 18 against Phoenix. He's going to face better defenders every night. And he is – it's going to be a bit of a learning curve. Like, I don't think Maxie is the most natural lead ball handler at this point in his career. So he's going to have some off nights. He's going to have some nights where he can't really find his spots like he normally does because it's a lot easier to find your spots when James Harden is setting you up. Um, but he's also going to have some really big nights. We know that he can go off – in a vacuum when he's by himself creating. So it's going to be a, a mixed bag, I think, but a lot of good. We know that he's a special player, and I'm, I'm excited to see how he takes on this challenge. Yeah, look, I mean, you're absolutely right. The dip of inefficiency could certainly occur, um, and he's going to see the best defenders like he saw in Phoenix every night. You know, DeJounte Murray's definitely in uh, Hunter – DeAndre Hunter are probably going to be Ding him up against um, Atlanta in the next double header. I, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic. I think this could be the chance that Maxi needs to show that. Guess what, guys? I it's not it's not I'm coming. It's I'm here. I am ready to dominate now. He was already putting up really good numbers with James. Obviously, he's not a natural playmaker, and that's okay, though. He's still getting other teammates involved. I think the last two games, he's had like around five or six assists each in those. So I, I think that this is going to be the coming out party for Maxi, And if he can help the Sixers get back into the top echelon of the East while Harden's out, guess what? If the Sixers are top two seed in the East by All-Star break, don't be surprised if you see Maxi along with Harden and Embiid in the All-Star game. That's... That's the way I see it. If Maxi's one of the contributing factors of how they get back into the top top echelon of the East, sure, why not? Let's go for it. Yeah, Maxi, I think he's going to still get his points. He'll still eat from different parts of the floor, but you, you know that that outlet pass that Harden throws to him when he's running full speed. He he gets several of those per game, and let's not forget the playmaking of Harden making shots easier for Maxi to get, you know, spotting up for three or even off the dribble. You, you see him struggling a little bit, getting into the lane, getting, I guess, quality shots, but he'll, he'll still eat. Let's go to another player that could have uh, a huge difference in their production bench player right now, De'Anthony Melton. Chris, how do you think Harden's absence will impact his play? 
Um, I, I mean, it's going to be a lot more minutes, and the defense is going to be a lot better. Uh, again, disclaimer, they're much better with James Harden, but <laughs> the defense is going to improve. Melton is going to score more points, obviously, just by playing more minutes. He's a great three-point shooter. He's someone who complements Joel and Tyrese pretty well. Neither neither DeAnthony or Tyrese are, like, great true point guards, so to speak. But with Joel, you, you don't really need a guy like James. It's nice to have a guy like James, again. but You just need somebody that can do an entrance pass. That's yeah. about it. So you, you don't really need, like, a guy to dominate the ball on in, on the perimeter. So Melton's a pretty clean fit in that respect. He's a great player. Like, he's pretty much been there what, fourth, fifth best player so far? And yeah. he will continue to be that. Like, like he's a really impressive two-way player when he's healthy. So we're going to see a lot of him. He's going to finish games as well as start them at this point, and he's going to defend the opposition's best player every night. He's going to be locking up Trey Young the next game, and that's a real challenge, but it's a task that he is more than capable of, of thriving in, so... I'm excited to see him play as well. I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, no, I, I, you know what? You said pretty much everything I I was going to say in terms of like how he's going to impact the defense more. Um, He's a good three and D guy. I mean, look, you didn't give me much to work with, Chris. You, you get, you hit on all the major points. I guess my only thing is of course, with Melton coming up to the, to the, um, to the starting five. Now you have to, get another guard off the road off the you know off the bench into the rotation and we saw that that's going to be shake milton by looks of it and that makes sense because shake milton's the only other guard on the team that you can really trust with ball playmaking abilities that aren't james harden or tyrese max and if you no, say Jaden springer no Chris, if you say no if you say jade for point no. for gone oh for no. well no. well well <laughs> I'll believe it when I, I see mean, it. I'll believe it when I, I see it. I mean, when you put it like it. that, I mean, seen look, it. would you rather have point for, fork on or shake Milton? Time out. Time out. We seem to forget prisoners of the moment, this Phoenix game, but the prior game, who had nine assists in that game? De'Anthony Melton. Maybe he is a okay, player, but like playmaker okay, but he's up. not like initiating it. He's just hitting the open. Per- that's okay. That's different though. That's different. Um. So yeah, I, I you know what I'm all for you know Melton's opportunity in the starting five. So I'm taking the shake Milton. This is probably the make a break moment for uh you know interval for shake Milton because look if shake Milton doesn't perform as an adequate backup point guard, he's going to be fighting for a training camp spot next off season because his contract's up after this year. If he does do well, guess what? He might find himself on a close, uh, you know, rotation spot on either the Sixers or another team next year. This is a make or break for Shake Milton. I know that wasn't on the agenda, Uriah, but that's that's the way I'm taking this. All right, let's get to the big man who everyone's happy to see is, I guess, back to normal. So Joel Embiid, yeah, we're getting there. He put up some good numbers. He's been putting up decent numbers all season, just not as efficient. And his attitude has been a little bit, I don't know, off for for most people who have been observing. So, Chris, in your opinion, what does the absence of James Harden mean for Joel Embiid? Yeah, I I think in general, I I feel like I'm less panicked about this team than a lot of Sixer fans. Like, I'm – 
And that extends to Joel. He started the season really rough. He tends to start every season pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And as expected, he's he's pretty quickly working his way back to form. And, you know, he missed a couple games due to the flu, which was unfortunate and a bit of a speed bump. But we know that he's capable of carrying this team without James Harden. He did it for over half of last season before the trade. So I'm... I really think he'll be fine for the most part. He's an MVP caliber guy, and he's going to put up big numbers because that's what he always does. And he played really good defense in the Phoenix game as well. I think that was maybe could, can go under the radar when we talk about his offense. That was probably his best defensive game of the season by a pretty solid margin. So, yeah, um, I, I expect big things from Joel with James out and after James gets back. Yeah, look, Joel's going to be take bringing the ball up a little bit more than what we're probably comfortable with, but he's still one of the better playmaking big men in the NBA, whether we like to admit it or not. He's still a top five playmaking big man with up there with Jokic, Sabonis, Bam. Can't really think of anybody else, but you get you guys get my point there. Bobo, um, Bobo. Bobo is not a big man. He is just somebody very tall that plays that that's I just that's wanted to say really good name. at shooting the ball. Bobo. He he has been doing really, really well. Glad for Bobo. Yes. Um yes. and you know, the other guy that you're right, you didn't really have on the agenda here, but I do want to talk about here is the impact that this has on Tobias Harris. Because honestly, I think this is kind of what Tobias Harris needed. Because in the beginning of the season, Tobias Harris was stuck in catch-and-shoot mode. He was a glorified role player, which I'm all for. But it clearly was affecting his confidence. The Phoenix game was a clear reason to see why Tobias Harris is still a really good basketball player. He can give you 18 to 20 on any given night. So I think this will help get Tobias's, you know, confidence back. Not Maybe not confidence, but, like, love for – not. you know what I mean, like – energy back because he was kind of playing like I'm just in this role thing. But now that he has a chance to get the ball in his hands a little bit more, I think it will be beneficial for him once Harding does get back. So it helps him be a little bit more aggressive, but not too aggressive. All right. Good point about Harris, but let's move on and let's make some predictions about the subsequent weeks that are coming. Presumably if Harden is out for approximately a month, So what I'll do is I'll go down the next 14 games that the Sixers are going to be playing going into December. We'll go game by game. You guys give me win or loss, and then we can give the people what we think the Sixers record will be. Um, Not totally, but in that game span where Harden is out. All right, here we go. Okay. Tomorrow night, Sixers are at Atlanta. Without Harden, obviously, Chris, win or loss tomorrow night? Uh, Win. Lucas? I think that's a loss. Oh, already disagreeing. My goodness. Guys are never on the same page. Uh, They play back-to-back Atlanta, but this time at the Wells Fargo Center. Chris, win or loss? Win. I have that as a win. Okay. Then they are still at home. They got a nice homestand. I'm looking right here. One, two, three, four. Oh, wait. They, they have four games in a row at home. Uh, okay. One, two, three. Actually, it's five. But the Utah Jazz, the surprise team in the West, what do you think, Chris? Are the Sixers going to beat Utah or no? Lost. Mm. That's a win. 
Okay. Chris, Jared Vanderbilt's not going to stop Joel Embiid, and neither is Laurie Marketing. Okay. Yeah, but can we stop Laurie Marketing? And yes, Laurie, we and can. Jordan He's Clarkson. not that. Jordan, psh, we got the Anthony Melton shut Clarkson down. I ain't okay. worried. Okay. All right. How about the Milwaukee Bucks? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Chris put a big L. <laughs> That's why you, yeah. this YouTube thing is the best. I, 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 I second that motion. I second that motion. Yeah, I would have to third that motion. All mm-hmm. right, this is an, a, a really interesting matchup coming up. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. Okay. Win. <laughs> a win. Win for Chris. I have to think about this for a second. I'm... I'm... <sighs> Anthony Edwards is an unhappy camper in Minnesota. He's stirring the yeah. pot right there. We're playing. Salt. I'm just it, this is this is a tough one because this is one of the few teams that can actually bother Joel. Um, I'm going to say loss. Wait, Chris, you said Minnesota is going to win? No, Philly. oh no, the, the Sixers is going to win. Okay, that's interesting considering you're you're so uh, bullish on Gobert, but hmm. I I well, well I look. Joel is better than Gobert. Guys. I'm not. But Gobert gives him problems. Plus, having another big body like Cat come down and double him a lot. Yeah. And just like the the starting like I don't know. I feel like hey. you also have McDaniel's who and Edwards who can give Tyrese problems and Tobias problems. Yes. Yeah. You know, not I everyone just, like... can drop 42 on Rudy Gobert. Only a select few are, are capable of such performances. All right, yeah, swear, all, oh right all right, let's get out from oh. Minnesota and let's get to the game of the year. The return of Ben Simmons. Oh, hang on. Do we really – are we sure that he'll show up? Or will know. his knee start bothering him maybe again? He'll have, maybe he'll have uh, – I don't know. You know they got a new head coach, Jock Vaughn. He's, He's officially their nasal, head coach now. Some nasal congestion, maybe an earache mm-hmm. or something. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. get like – you know, Maybe he'll, he'll have butterflies in his stomach. Oh no. Mm. Harden won't be we, here, so it's all about Simmons. Or maybe not. New coach. Or maybe it's not about Kyrie either. Who knows? He Chris might not be confused right now. He's not sure what he should say right now. Chris? There's no way Brooklyn wins that game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's Maybe's... a win for the Sixers. Wins for win win for the Sixers. All right. Now they go back on the road. They're in Charlotte. Chris, win or loss against Charlotte? Um, win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next game, actually, the back-to-back is Orlando. Two games in a row in Orlando, guys. It's a classic loss. That's that. That's, the first I'm one. Gonna the say first they're going to lose that game. They're going to lose. They're going to so win hard. it. They're going to win it. But, they, right. What about what about the the next Orlando game? They're going to win that one. Sixers will win that. They'll they'll win both. I yeah, they're winning both in my book. <laughs> I actually go with Chris on this. I think I, I it's do want to see Paolo. I, I I am excited about Paolo because he's I, like Italian. Paolo's he's gonna good. he's gonna throw one over Joel's head. I Damn, more than hey, can can we go back to the Nets game real quick? Because like the next game would not be complete without Joel Hack of Benning Ben. Yeah. I can see that. It has that to would, happen. Like, at tip-off, it has to happen. They need to do a And whole... then, like, Doc gives 
They need to do a whole them- half hour special to go down memory lane with those two and build it up. If, if I were producing something on Sports Philly, I'd like bring all their good moments. It, it, you know what? I wish that we had like video clips back when Ben was on the team and during this yeah. whole entire thing, so we could just do a, a hodgepodge of all the different takes. Maybe of, like, we'll we do our ben. own. We'll do our own rehash on mm. their career. Together. That would be cool. Like their top plays, most memorable moments together. Least memorable. Uh, I was thinking. Moments. I was thinking more or less like we just have our hottest Ben takes throughout right. the years. We'll anyway, work, but we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Too. All right, we have five games right to now. go. At Atlanta at home, Chris win. All right, and Lucas. I second that. All right, another win. The Cavs, another surprising team, really hot right now. Donovan Mitchell's really Ooh. doing his thing, but the Sixers will be in Cleveland for that for that game. Chris. Uh, uh, uh if we had Harden, I would say win, but I because it's in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I'm, if it was in Philly, I'd say win. But if because it's in Cleveland, I'm going to say loss. Yeah. Darius Garland is back, looking good. Oh my goodness, man! Right. They're a pro. I, I was wrong. I thought they weren't going to be a problem this year. They're going to be a problem this year. Yeah, I right. was wrong. At Not Memphis, I think I know Chris's answer. At Memphis, um, at Memphis, win. Yeah. All right. What the Sixers are going to beat Memphis on their home court? Yeah. I'm I'm with that too, actually. Okay, because you know why? You know why? Because Tyrese is going to get sick and tired of people comparing him to Jaw, and he's going to outplay Jaw. Nobody is comparing him to Jaw. I've never seen Uriah is Uriah in the social media sphere. He's a better shooter already. He just can't jump as high, and he's not as shifty and not better with ball handles. He's not as big and strong as LeBron. Uriah. That, that that's a couple differences, not just one. If you <laughs> if you put their numbers next to each other, they they both a lot of guys are, are better shooters than Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the NBA. There are different ways to impact winning. Well, that's a good point. All right, let's get through this. At Houston, is that a win or a loss, Chris? It's a win. All right, Deuces. it's a win for Lucas, and the last game. Presumably, by the time Harden is ready to return, without him, they'll play at home against the Lakers. Who wins that? Sixers. Sixers. All right. The Lakers are a mess. They All need right. to. They need to trade everybody. Trade everybody. I'm, I'm serious. Scorch Earth. Trade LeBron. Trade. I don't know if you can really trade LeBron. I can't trade can't. LeBron this season. Oh, that's right. Well, no, he can. You can trade him, but you can't trade him until after January. F- what fifteenth? First? Pretty sure it's like the whole season. Oh my goodness! All right, I just okay. tally, I tallied up the numbers, and believe it or not, <laughs> both of you guys have the Sixers with the same record without James Harden for the next fourteen games. Both Chris and Lucas think the Sixers are going to go ten and four. You're more optimistic than I am. I'm thinking more like. I don't know, eight and six, but that's just me. Hey, know. look, like like we said earlier, they were able to survive without Harden in the past, and were the what were they the first, the third seed at the point, Chris, of the trade, third seed, not impossible. Yeah. All right. 
All right, the last topic of the night, we are going to go across the association. Let's look at some – well, right now it's Wednesday night. I'm sure the the, um, the rankings or the standings are going to change by the time people watch this. But I have some records up on my screen, and I'm going to ask you guys whose record is real, whose record is a, a, a mirage. Uh, let's start with the Eastern Conference. I'll just go the top, let's say, eight teams. All right, on both both conferences. Milwaukee's okay. nine and Milwaukee's nine and one. Cleveland is eight and two. The Celtics seven and three. The Hawks, man, seven and three. Toronto, six and five. The Chicago Bulls, six and six. Indiana, five and five. The Knicks, five and five. Uh, Washington Wizards, five and six. And the Sixers are five and six right now. And I'll just throw Brooklyn and and uh Miami and there just for fun four and seven for both the Nets and the heat. Let's go to Lucas first. Uh, whose record is real in the East and whose record is a uh, mirage. Okay. Um, I'm hang on. It's my, my page is loading right now for okay. some reason. I'll go to Chris, go to Chris. Yeah. Go to Chris. Yeah. Who's real. Whose record is real. Whose is, is not. I mean, honestly, I think for the most part, it's a pretty good indication of where everyone is. I think Phillies can obviously can be much better than five and six. I, th- I think there is, is a mirage, so to speak. I don't think the Pacers are going to be a 500 team all season. I think that'll die down at some point. Uh, but otherwise, I think Washington and New York are playing teams. I think Chicago and Toronto and Atlanta are kind of in that middle tier of the Eastern Conference. I think Milwaukee, Cleveland, and Boston are like three really good teams who are going to be in the mix all year. So I think that's a pretty good summation of where everyone's at right now. Um, Miami, I would not be surprised if they pick up steam a little bit as the year goes on. I think they'll make the playoffs. And Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. God only knows at this point. But I think for the most part, it's a pretty believable list of records like I, I'm, I'm pretty much buying most of those teams right now yeah look for me i indiana's the clear fake team the mirage whatever there and i you know what i i don't know about chicago i don't know if i can trust them but for argument's sake i think the sixers are going to get out of the play and i think chicago is going to go in there and i think Miami's probably going to be the one that takes over indiana spot but like like Chris said, I like Wizards and the Knicks as playing teams. Uh, Miami or Toronto could be playing team as well. Outside of that, like look, Charlotte, unless they decide to bring back Miles Bridges, who has now been you know plea dealed out of jail, um, jail time. Which that I don't know, man. That's that's sticky. But I I don't think Charlotte does that. They're probably just going to tank at this point. Outside of that, I, I'm not sure. I, I, the East is pretty stacked, and I, you know, I believe Cleveland is the top four team in the East right now, for sure. All right, let's go to the West, and uh, number one in the West, we have the Utah Jazz. Phoenix is seven and three. Portland seven and three. The Nuggets seven and three. Dallas Mavericks six and three. Memphis Grizzlies seven and four. Clippers six and five, and the New Orleans Pelicans five and five. Chris, whose record is real? Whose record is a mirage? 
Yeah. You're you're right. You've got the the ninth and tenth spots. They got cut off. Just uh, just go with, oh, okay. go with the eight. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I think the Pelicans are going to be a lot better. I think the Clippers, in some distant future, if Kawhi can get back, are probably going to start winning more games. And even if he doesn't, it's just a deep team that's going to figure things out. So I, I think the Clippers and the Pelicans are favorable bets to win more games than they're currently winning. But all the teams in front of them are, are pretty real, too. Like Memphis, Dallas, Denver, those are all title contenders in my book. Portland looks really good. And Damian Lillard, when he's healthy, is a top 10, 15 player. Like, that's a team that has the chance to make some noise. We talked about mm-hmm. Phoenix. They've been one of the best regular season teams in the NBA for two years running now. Utah, number one, I don't think that's going to stick. But I, I don't think the Jazz are like a totally fake good team either. I, I think they're pretty real. They get a lot of old players. They're a pretty experienced group collectively. They're pretty deep. They don't have your traditional star power, but Lowry looks really, really good. Mike Conley is still very much a winning player. Jared Vanderbilt's an awesome defender. They have Sexton coming off the bench. He's going to keep coming into his own. Clarkson has been playing good NBA basketball for a long time. Olenek, all like they just have a lot of good quality pieces. I don't think they're the best team in the West. I don't think they're a title contender. So I guess they're a mirage in that sense. But I, I don't think Utah making the playoffs would be the craziest thing if they decide they really want to go for it and they want to – not break it down. So, if the Jazz buy in and they're they're all in on this roster, they they could very well win a lot of games. I, I think there's some some real stuff there. Yeah, you make some good points. I think Utah is probably a playing team. If I had to guess, Chris, I think Portland's probably borderline playing team. I like you said the Clippers and the Pelicans. I certainly expect them to do better as the season goes on. Um, another, you got in your eye, I know you cut it off there, but I'm going to add it. You got Spurs at nine, Timberwolves at 10. And then at the 12th spot, you have the Golden State Warriors who are four and seven. Obviously, I think we all expect the Warriors to figure things out. The Spurs are probably going to drop Minnesota. We don't know what's going to happen with Minnesota. You know, me and Chris, were both high on the move, but now looking back, it's, uh, we don't know if it's going to work. The works between Cat and, and, uh, Gobert, but does it really work with Cat Gobert and Town and uh I mean and uh Edwards? We don't know. But yes. um, I think that's that's the issue. I don't think Cat and Gobert are the issue by themselves alone, because I think that works. But can Edwards find a way to thrive and get enough, you know, room in the lane to drive and attack the rim like he usually does? Um so, yeah, I think the Spurs are probably going to fall out. I think Portland and Utah are probably going to drop but not completely drop out of the playoff race. And I expect Golden State to ascend. All right. So the final discussion we'll have is about early MVP favorites. I'm going to give you the top uh, eight uh, based on a sports betting site. I'm not going to give any free uh publicity for this site but i will say that it's interesting compared to where the season started so let's mm-hmm. just go with uh luka Doncic is a plus 320 to be mvp makes sense mm-hmm. to me Giannis antetokounmpo is a plus 260 john morant plus 1100 jason tatum plus 800 
Kevin Durant plus sixteen hundred, Steph Curry plus sixteen hundred, Donovan Mitchell plus two thousand, and Joel Embiid plus two thousand. Uh, so let's go with Chris. What are you thinking right now with early MVP odds? Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty fair list. It, it's really Luca and Giannis right now. I think those are the two front runners by a pretty solid margin. Now it's only been 10, 11, 12 games. It's going to change quite drastically between now and season's end. But those are two pretty strong bets in any season. And Milwaukee right now looks like the clear best team in the NBA, which is a point in Giannis's favor. And Luca is putting up like prime James Harden numbers, which is a point in his favor. So it's going to be really hard to top those two. I, I would put Tatum as the pretty firm number three as well. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think when it comes to other guys, Joel, Donovan, Jaw, it's, it's going to be pretty tough to crack that group. And they're going to have to pretty remarkable come ups over the next few months if they want to really join the conversation because those three guys are playing out of their minds right now and are all very good top five, six players. So those would be my top three. Yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. Look, Luca is averaging 36 points per game. And if you told me he could do that for the whole season, I mean, it's really hard not to give him an MVP at that point. Gian- Giannis has won two so far. If we give him a third – then you got to start talking about Giannis not only being a top five power forward of all time, but arguably the best power forward over Tim Duncan, which I know is sacrilege to say, but I mean, no, it's not. You got to consider it at this no. point. Um, Jason Tatum, I think, is a good number three option. Chris, I don't necessarily disagree there. I, you know, I would probably put Joff fourth, uh, Donovan fifth, and then Joel sixth. Now, Joel certainly has the chance to climb up that ladder, and I, I fully expect him to. But until that time, I mean, I look, I don't think this is the year based off of what Luca's doing, because I don't think anybody expected Luca to come out the gate so darn good. Like he's never done this before. So I I think this is Luca's to lose. Yep. I, I, I feel like it. And I feel bad for Joel because I don't know if he'll ever have another real shot at it. Uh, we'll see, but I mean, who knows? I mean, look, if Joel goes on a tear the next 10 games or 10 or 14 games, however long Harden's gone, then we can talk about it then. But like right now, he's probably my number six option. You know who wasn't mentioned as MVP? Who? Ben. Or should I say Benny? Hey, Benny. Oh, that's hey, right. The people have no, we've we've talked about Benny before, but they've never actually seen Benny on here. Hey, YouTube! Oh, let him give you some kisses, Uriah. This is Benny. <laughs> All right, guys, that was fun. Uh, anything else for the greater good? Um, watch the Sixers tomorrow night. Happy Happy belated birthday to Lucas, who was sick on his. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. The big three. I'm part of the big three O now. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, I'm old. Okay, now I can't make fun of you for being old anymore, Uriah. Or can I? Well, I'm coming up on 50 in a couple of years. Only time will tell if I have any old jokes to crack or not. We'll see. Chris, when is your birthday? I forget. It's in April. April, okay. All right. I was about to say, yeah, it was a while ago. Maybe we'll get together for your birthday and the Sixers will be in a playoff hunt. 
I don't know. That would be come very up here cool. for a Sixers game. Luke, Lucas Sounds will pick you up. Lucas will drive down to Georgia, pick you up, and then drive all the way up. Lucas will do what now? <laughs> you paying for it? You paying for that extra gas money? Uh, well, it's a very nice a, drive. Yeah. How about a, a train? Get Amtrak. How about you, know? you get Amtrak and go down and get him? <laughs> Talk about train. Anyway. I live in the mountains of Virginia, man. We don't got no trains. I mean, we do, but they ain't like Amtrak. They like coal trains. Okay. Yeah, we don't do that out here. You guys can meet in Delaware. That's what you can do. Hey, look, I'm all for meeting in Delaware. Look, we can catch a Bluecoats game, and then we can go up to Philly and catch a Sixers game. I'm all for that. Yeah. Don't tell me it was a good time now. Yeah. All right, Chris, take us out, man. Okay. To all the listeners of the Sixers and podcast, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode please like subscribe and follow along if you can we are on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify google play audible or you can listen at our website the sixersense.com we are on twitter at sixersense and we are on facebook at sixersense as well we really appreciate you tuning in reading our work engaging with us we will be back early next week talk more sixers talk more joel Embiid, talk more tyrese maxi and who knows what else so (laughs) until then go Sixers peace out everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.